it's your old friends of Monday Madness. Welcome back to the Jellyfield Donuts podcast. Yeah. Woo! Episode 23, folks, and we're into the spooky part of the show. Woo! And we are not arse keeping this until fucking Halloween. I was um, going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, a chance. Yeah. We've been waiting long enough to do this podcast. Let's get it done. I mean, um, hold on to this episode and, like, just drop it on Halloween. <laughs> we'll do a sp- we'll do a special one. We all sound like Vincent Price. Oh, so we'll, I'll do Vincent Price. You can do Tim Curry, and uh, and, and James can like pick like. The I was most... going for Stan, but uh, Stan. Well, there's nothing spookier than a used used ship salesman. Yeah. From a pirate game, um, but yes, we could we could work something out. Um, Have a dramatic reading of uh, Burke Bot's Pokemon book. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that as well, in fairness. Yeah, yeah it could work. I can find it. You can find it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this next episode is called The Tower of Terror, or as people in Northern Ireland would say, The Tower of Terror. There you go. <laughs> Try and make a fucking caption out of that, Google <laughs> Translate. Um, so, narrator, uh, actually, I do want to see that on the video version. Yeah. We'll just say, like, The Tower of Terror. <laughs> or, like, The T-A-R of T-A-R. Yes. Tower of Terror. Um, so the narrator uh, recaps the previous episode regarding Ash's forfeits uh, forfeiting Sabrina's challenge the mysterious bearded man who saved them all from the dollhouse and had her next task is to catch a old Pokemon to stand the chance in the rematch because according to this cartoon only ghosts can defeat psychics they didn't play around play yes this is very true although in fairness I can kind of see where they're coming from because like if your two choices are ghosts or like uh, bugs to take on psychics mm-hmm. It's not a great choice. Well, especially since you just let your bug go. Exactly, yeah. But your bug didn't learn anything bug-oriented to begin with. Yeah. You're so, a shit trainer. Yes. Well, shit programming, to be fair. It was shit programming because they fucked up... The typing. The typing. Yes. In, in first gen. Let, let's explain this, right? So obviously the psychic type is very strong as it is, right? So when they're doing the, t- the weaknesses, there's a few that are very obvious, like the fire, like weak to water, rock, ground, all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Water, grass, the same way. So, Psychic was more and more, obs- in that term sense, an obscure one, because... It's what are people afraid of. Yes. So, people are afraid of bones. People are afraid of ghosts. ghosts. People are afraid of the dark. Hence why they added the dark type in Generation 2. The reason they did that was because the Psychics were so powerful in Generation 1. Massively. And no, they, they programmed it wrong. It was supposed to be that Psychics were good... Sorry, Psychics were weak to ghosts. Yes. But instead, they didn't program that. And since Gatsby is the only ghost line, and is also part poison, poison. That's the difference. Yeah, all ghosts are weak to psychic. Exactly. So this this is kind of like a such a redundant episode in a sense because it's part part poison. It counts as super effective because the way the programming was done back then. For example, like if Charizard being a fire flying was a nice type attack, it was yeah. still super effective, yeah. even though it should have cancelled out. Very strange. This is the way the programming was. But either way, like there are two ways of, of beating psychics at the time, ghosts and bugs. Much the point, where you do need actual attacks to defeat these uh, psychics. And for ghosts, there's only one move that does tangible damage, which is lick. The other is nightshade, and that's fixed damage. Yep. So there's not a super effective move. Yep. But for bugs, you have a choice of leech life. Ooh. <laughs> You've got pin missile. Ooh. Or twin needle. Ooh. Oh, watch out, lads. Watch out, psychics! Here we come. We're gonna stab you. And it's, it's such a bad or thing. Twice. Yes, <laughs> twice. When the best user of pin missile isn't the bug type. It's Jolteon. It's Jolteon. Yeah, like genuinely, that is one of the reasons why I had it as a when we were doing the Pokemon Madness series. Yeah. I actively didn't use Alakazam because I wanted to keep it for for later gens. That was a wrong answer. But I kept Jolteon because, eh, you know, you'll get the speed advantage and have him missile. I might be able to take out an Al- Alakazam. Yeah. And that was the logic. Didn't work out, obviously, but yeah. that was the idea. Um, but yeah, like, it, that literally, if that's the case, if that strongest bull type user is an electric dog, that should tell you, <laughs> that should tell you how bad that, that type was in Generation 1. And it took a long time for that to improve. Are there any good ones? Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. So Nowadays, yeah. They did Univa, uh, Univa which was Gen 5, and yeah. they put out a, a load of both types. Yes. Um, including Scalopede, which gets faster every turn. Yes. Or Volcarona, which is an actual fire bug. Oh, I think I know that one. Yes. Yeah. So that, that, that's the, they're like the strong ones. They were ones that actually, okay, here's some strong bugs. Yeah. And you have to work at these to make them work. But yeah. And I did the same with Ghost, incidentally. So everyone, like from Generation 4 and 5, every type starts getting love. In a sense. Um, so yeah. Uh, after the catch up then the woods. The team are walking in. Start getting foggy. Which is no good according yeah. to Ash. 
and um, you have to make sure they don't get separated. Uh, Missy's uh, cold feet start developing, suggesting they don't need to catch up with Bill's type uh, at all, which is fair, actually fair point. Yeah. If you didn't get leave the gym away if the, if, 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 the gym, if you did the gym leaders in the right sequence probably wouldn't have to do this in fairness that would be a really brief shout for them to do just like okay let's, let's put get, a pin in Sabrina and come back to her and do, 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 do the other two like yeah they could have in fairness there's an argument there um, but Brock, Brock is uh, prevailing here with his brave attitude saying suggesting they hold hands <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> they don't get separated of course yeah, not yeah. because he's clingy I mean I wouldn't know what that's like having a clingy uh, person or animal nearby <laughs> <laughs> so Ash and Missy grab hands but Brock is lagging behind he asks where they are as the fog gets thicker um, I, you, you'll notice by the way that the animators get a little bit lazy with this with some of these visuals where like they'll keep the background the same colour and brightness yeah. but they'll darken the character they'll shade the characters yeah. to show you oh it's foggy oh it's dark whatever it is yeah. and then they get away with that it's, it's, it's easier to do a whole background basically and so this is a case here where they start getting looking like lighter and paler because they're covered in fog themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Brock thinks he's seen Ash's hand, grabs it, but it's actually Pikachu's tail. And naturally Brock gets uh, shot for his sins by Pikachu. That also then scares Misty. Misty then scolds Brock for spooking her and Ash suddenly starts talking in a deep voice uh, saying oh. that Misty has scared him. And Ash says he's feeling like a ghost himself and he's wearing a skull mask. Yeah. Uh, a comedy skull mask from fucking Scooby Doo, apparently. So uh, all we're, like, already the game was kind of set, or the show was setting out a stall that this is a bit of a comedy episode. Yeah, you know. Uh, so well, they've had the creepy doll that's putting people in a dollhouse. Yes, you know that is probably for a kids' show. That's probably enough of that for now. Yeah, yeah. So let's. Let, you know. We've we've we made enough nightmares. Let's let's now go hunting ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wind, the whimsical type, obviously. Um, let's also pretend that they're all dead. Uh, so obviously this terrifies Brock and Misty but he says sorry it was supposed to be a test if they're going to uh, catch ghosts they need to be able to conquer fear it's the only way they'll become great Pokemon trainers he says to two gym leaders yeah <laughs> so, so then we, we see very angry uh, Misty and Brock uh, looming over Ash here for his uh, bullet for his fucking like Brendan Rogers three envelopes fucking <laughs> bullshit and um, so uh, <laughs> Pikachu then shocks Ash for a stunt as well, which is which is a fair point. Yeah, uh, Missy says they have to be uh, they have enough to be scared of than his bone-headed schemes. But uh. Tish, where's me out when you need him? Ash agrees then to leave the masks for next year's Halloween, which prefer uh, would this would have been kind of got around going around at this at this time, wouldn't it? Yeah, initially, yeah. yeah. So yeah, makes sense. So then we get a title screen at that point. Uh, the tree's clear, and we see a somber-looking, foggy lavender town, and. Um, Lavender Town, I, I don't think we come back to in the in the no. show, don't we? Just is such a shame. It is such, it's my favourite town in the game. I love the music. Yes. I love the lore. Is, yeah. is this the right time to talk about Lavender Town in the game? I think it is. I'd we, say so. Yeah. yeah, so Lavender Town, if you haven't heard the music, um, is there's quite a lot to go with. So the music is very infamous. I might actually play a sample of it uh, as we're talking because it makes sense to. Yeah. But there is a bit of a story behind the music. Um if you're playing the game as you would have done in the Western world, it sounds very spooky and creepy and all this sort of stuff. But the Japanese version is a lot different, and, and I'm not going to play it over that because some people might be upset, might be uh, um, disturbed by it. Because the Labyrinth music uses what's called binaural beats, and what that is essentially from two different sides. Because again, you would have had a, you had the chance of a headphone jack in uh, in, in Game Boys, yeah. so you've been able to listen through them. And essentially what binaural beats are is that the music is different. There's a, a sinusoidal beat in each side, so it's left and right, and they, they overlap, they clash, basically. So when you're hearing like a, a peak in one, you're hearing a dip in the other. And uh, there's like a, a loop, basically, in Lavender Town music that uses those binaural beats. And supposedly, the urban legend goes that a lot of kids got very ill, like actually nausea from that. Was an urban legend. It was an urban legend, but, it, but binaural beats will, will, can cause nausea if you're listening to them because your brain is trying to like comprehend the two at the same time and that can cause nausea as well but the urban legend was that the lavender town music in Japan caused a lot of children to get sick like violently ill and that's how they changed it, why they changed the music rather than the case of like the binaural beats were wrecking people's heads and yeah. they just changed it but it's a nice little urban legend to have around Pokemon and it adds to the whole like mythos of lavender town being the creepy like spooky scary like town basically and a lot of other stuff about Lavender Town. Just, just go up to Google and everyone has a fucking Lavender Town fan fiction at this stage. Yeah. Because it it's the ghost area. Yeah. It's where people go to die. 
And it's a very fucked up place to be fair, because like even in the game, there's people going like, uh, someone's asking, going, oh, do you believe in ghosts? And you go, no. It's like, oh, what about that hand on your shoulder? And like, there's nothing else about it, you know? So, did you ever watch the Pokemon Pokemon Origins? Yes. So, it was like four episodes long, put out for like the 20th anniversary. I do remember that, yeah. Games. And episode three, I think, was um, the Lavender Town episode. Yes. It sounded a bit about uh, Mr. Fuji as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, they had that exact scene in mm. it where, like, oh, do you believe in ghosts? And you, there was a slight shadow over Red's shoulder. Yes. On that. I found that very good, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, like in Lavender Town, they do kind of really ham, ham it up in fairness. Because, like, there's a Pokemon Terror you have to get to the top of, but there's a ghost blocking your way. And the only way to clear the ghost is, is to find the silk skull that identifies the ghost as uh, Marowak, which is Cubone's mother, and the Cubone is in the fucking is in the in the in the town as well. Yeah, so it's really fucked up in that sense. And all the all the people in the Pokemon town are all possessed by ghosts, and they're all going like, "Give me blood," and all this very morbid stuff. And so it's really it, it's it's cool now, but as a kid, it's mental and settled. But everyone's very really long. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> so you could have skipped that ghost if you uh, had a uh, poker doll to throw at. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you didn't have to beat Rocket Game Corner. At no, all. not at all. Just skip that yeah. It's all. such a game breaker as well, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, it's a funny one. But anyway, uh, that is Lavender Town. Um, very underused in this uh, in this series, as we said. And they kind of like they kind of as it were with the likes of Pokemon Origins and the. Uh, like the new kind of gold cartoon, they try and they try and remedy that a little bit by going like, "Oh shit, here's Lavender Town. Let's go back to to see why people were traumatized as children," mm-hmm. you know. And it was clearly just about a piece of music, but by it was, beats. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It's a creepy town anyway. It is a creepy town, yeah. That's that's the whole point. Um, but yeah, that's but then by town. by Gen Two, whenever you show up there, it's just a modern town. It, yeah, they replaced the the the, no, the they, Pokemon. Took, they took down the cemetery and put up a radio tower instead. Yes. Which is such a weird thing to do. Like, yeah. okay, granted, like, okay, so the Pokemon Tower is a massive graveyard of dead Pokemon and dead humans, right? It's full of people who are possessed by ghosts of dead Pokemon. Two years later, let's scrap that shit, get rid of the, get all the dead out here, dig up all the graves, we're putting in a radio station, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Fuck the audience. People need to hear Professor Rogue's ramblings. <laughs> like, fucking, he's a fucking Joe Rogan of the Pokemon universe, apparently. <laughs> Let's, let's just smash up a fucking graveyard to get him, give, give him a show. So, uh, so I mean, yeah. if, if the opportunity for um, this series mm. was ever said, like, we can make the series, yes. but you're going to have to take up a graveyard first. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, when you, when you weigh the positives and negatives around, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, um, Ash is very relieved that they got here before dark, and as we, the next show we see is then in the dark... At the uh, tower with this kind of like weird like facade, like a kind of like a horned face. Yeah. Bit of a clue for who's inside here. And um, some kind of glaring eyes. Missy remarking it always looks dark around this place, which probably excuses why there was a bit of a time difference between, whatever and ever. And um, Brock says it's the ghost tower where ghost Pokemon hang out. And they stand in the door with the figure of a monster around it. Again, looks a bit like a ghost Pokemon we'll see momentarily. And um, Ash nervously likes what they've done with the place and the decor and the gothicness and all this shit. Um, the Korean doll child would suit this place real well. Well, apparently it wouldn't if you're going by typings. I mean, I do think it looks more like a Gigantamax Gengar. It does now. I think I like to think now they kind of like would have uh, got it from that in mm. the sense where, like, yeah, that's where it's a very it would be a very obscure reference now, but you can see where they would have yeah. for, for that form. Yeah, you would have uh, you would have got it there. But uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, so yeah. Uh, he, uh, he obviously we're looking inside, but Missy and Brock say Ash should show good he how good he is and head inside. So they they work back the comedy setting from murder on, saying, "Oh well, Ash was so uh, brave and and good at, at buying the mask. How about you go in and actually fight the ghost yourself, barehanded?" Yeah. And Ash goes, ah, "No, remember you you were going to help me catch the ghost. This was a test. Anyone? Why are you running away?" Um, and yeah, Missy doesn't recall that promise. Brock reminds him that he needs to sh- he needs to know how to deal with fear. Which is why we're staying out here and you're going in. Yep. Because we're gym leaders and we're really responsible. To be fair, they don't need to catch gold Pokemon either. They pick their types. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're rocking water. They're done. They're covered. You don't yeah. be scared of them. You know? Uh, Ash is obviously bullheaded. Also, about. they're not trying to be the gym. That's true. They, they're settled. They're happy yeah. with their leash. Yeah, exactly. Um, they already had their Pokemon challenges years ago. They, yeah. they got their spot. It's fine. And um, he says he won't let them stop. He won't let them, being Rock and Misty, stop him from capturing a ghost Pokemon and becoming a master. 
He looks for Pikachu for encouragement, but he's turned over and gone to sleep in the makeshift bed on the ground. I like that Pikachu brought this bed with him, just in case. I like how he's angry napping as well. He's like, oh, don't put me into this. Yeah. Like, you know, that's an angry nap. I, I've never have had an angry nap before. Oh. Like, you're, you're an expert in this, so yeah. ta- talk me through the, the process here. Because I've seen you angry nap before on the channel. Yeah. Like, literally on the channel. Yes. Um, it's just a case of, like, it's just boiling over, boiling over, and then rather than actually, you know, tipping point... You just calm it all back down on an angry nap. And when you wake up, you've got all that angry energy, but you're more calm and relaxed so you can focus that anger onto a more suitable outlet. So it's more like a defense mechanism against something annoying. Basically, your body shuts down. Focus energy. Okay, right. Your body shuts down, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you just go, nope. Yeah. Okay, And then when you awaken, you're like, ready to go. And definitely not narcolepsy. No. That you know of. Not that I know. It's not been diagnosed. Okay. Right. Anyway, so Ash isn't happy but agrees with Pikachu that he should try this in the morning and he pops into his own sleeping bag and tells the other two to wake him up in the morning. Missy does so immediately with a gong that rattles the two of them out of their beds um, and Ash still kind of like pleading his case saying he might be a bit braver in the morning when it's bright out. Um, but yeah, it's not going to work. Um, watching all this happen from a terror are Team Rocket. Um, not sure how they were able to overtake um, Ash and Misty and Brock uh, in the way to Lavender Town, but I guess they found someone to cure them of their freezing uh, issue, mm-hmm. or maybe just like they got the name guy. Yeah, they went and hung out with him for a bit. So you want me to unfreeze you? <laughs> Missy got her name to Mindy. <laughs> well, it was that in the book, was that's it? That's a reference yeah. to the book. There's oh. an error in the novelization of this yeah. episode where Misty's name is Mindy. Mindy. So he right. went to the name... That's in Lavender Town, isn't it? The name changer guy? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. That's where... She went off, came Mindy, that, oh, no, actually, I'm not Mindy, I'll go back. I'm going to stick to Misty, yeah. So that's where they're hanging out. <laughs> I love that. Um, so they look out... They look there... Team Rock themselves are looking out from the tower, and pleased that they can make it to Lavender Town, as in the main characters. James says <laughs> he's no psychic, but sees great things in his future. Uh, he's no psychic. Yes. And uh, Meowth says Pikachu is in the bag because he was uh, in the sleeping bag. Meowth's trying to get a bit bad at this stage. Because <laughs> uh, they're, they're getting a bit weak, lads. Come on. That one didn't hit. Didn't, didn't hit. No. They, they, they think they should get started and James runs from the window into the room they're in but the floor collapses and he falls to the floor below. So this is a very dilapidated abandoned tower at this point. Rooms galore. Jesse checks on him as Meowth says the, broke, the floor broke his fall. And that's not how it works, Meowth, but thanks yep. for playing. Um, Jesse replying well, he could have fallen further he could have fa- well, do you know what? that's one way of looking at it. it that's a very optimistic view of like well you still died but it could have died worse you know? yeah. <laughs> he could have fallen for twice as long you could have left more of a mess yeah um, so Jesse uh, replying the saying that these old places can be so dangerous and as he said as she says that a closet opens and Meowth um, sees it opening we actually see it from the point of view of the closet uh, a face emerges from it and it's ghastly which, yeah, we, yeah. which we've seen before on the show uh, but this time we've seen it in its natural habitat in a haunted house um, it floats over it yawns and uh, that uh, scream that makes uh, Meowth scream in fear uh, Jesse chastises Meowth for bad manners and leaving its mouth open because it's like spooked obviously but Meowth insists Jesse looks behind her the ghastly is looming in shot as she, he's saying this uh, and as she turns around it vanishes because oh aren't they just such little tricks oh, yeah. those ghosts it's um, funny, get it? It is funny. Oh. It's hilarious. Ghosts are funny, lads, right? I mean, no one gets any funnier when they're dead, but ghosts do. It's true. Um, the Ghastly then appears again in between Jesse and Meowth. Uh, Ghastly is mimicking Jesse as she's saying, don't tell me you're seeing things again. And Meowth just scarpers and she tends to get away. Goes to scratch the Ghastly, but gets Jesse's face instead. It's a normal type attack. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you idiot. You fool. Uh, if only he knew like some uh, good TMs like surf I mean he wouldn't have the problem <laughs> cats can surf right uh, Google can cats surf can cats swim cats no they probably can but they hate it they hate the notion of it they'd just rather drown yeah if we actually caught to be fair given the choice it's like fuck it <laughs> Jesse hits the roof calling a male a mangy alley cat that's ruined her beautiful face mm, okay so it takes out a massive comedy hammer. I don't know where she had this from. Mm-hmm. She clearly just had the sledgehammer from the last episode. Yeah. And uh, it's reused that like, like I spent ages drawing that animation of a sledgehammer. Yes. It's reused. I will, I will use the sledgehammer if it's the last thing I'll do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Meowth gets smacked across the room. Ricochets all over like a fucking pinball. Yeah. Bit of a hat tip to Pokemon pinball probably out soon at this point. 
and uh, ben, and uh, falls down the hole where James is, where Meowth mumbles, it was just a scratch, as if that makes it any better. So Jessie then mourns over her pretty face as Gassy sneaks behind her. So she's still looking, but you can kind of see the gas like float around her. And then as she keeps looking, the ghastly appears in the mirror and spooks her as well. She then gets startled and falls down the hole on top of James and Meow. So again, comedy styling with Team Rocket here, folks. Very much a slapstick theme to this episode. And um, James then agrees with James that this place is very dangerous. And she says, thanks for breaking her fall. But then she says that, the floor gives way and they tumble down again. <laughs> like I said, the floor broke the fall the first time. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah back outside then um, everyone's kind of been hearing the, the cries and wails of Team Rocket here and saying this place must be horrible and then a very weird look into Brock Psychology here going maybe there's a torture chamber inside yeah and now we know a lot about Brock here um, Brock, back inside Team Rocket appeared to have landed at the bottom Jesse then gives me out a slack for no adequate reason yeah, it's just like it's just like it's just like poke yes um, Jesse then says it must be a nightmare uh, this must be a nightmare as they get back up Meowth now has two bumps in his head which I found funny and Gassy then appears again and spooks them all all over again and they just basically faint out of, uh, out of pure um, fear back outside again they're hearing the same wails but Brock going hmm I heard a different voice this time because Gassy had went yeah. so he could hear it this time yeah, um, that sounds like that woman that I was in love with up at the lighthouse. <laughs> if it was the same ghastly, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> it's the ability to talk. Hello, yeah, no, I'm playing a role this time. It's very close to home. I'm now just a normal ghost. I'm playing one of these things called a Pokemon. Have you ever heard of them? They're all the rage these days. <laughs> I don't know. Like just a bad type character as a Pokemon. Yeah, that's quite. I'm an artist, you see. Um, so yeah and then Ash then kind of picks up on what the, the, he thinks he's down her Team Rocket here as, uh, as well then so um, again they all think well maybe we should go inside to see what's going on and Missy goes yeah I think I should go first and they all start shoving him towards the tower again Ash was the brave, was supposed to be the brave boy yeah. and uh, he is indeed the one to open the door although albeit very um, reluctantly and he asks if anyone's home Missy knowing how dark it is uh, door closes behind them and now it's pitch dark and this is what I was talking about about the, the animation here the background has not changed it's still like bright floorboards and bright surroundings but they just like blacked out the characters so yeah. they're in pitch black and it's just like oh that's just cheap doing it um, Ashton brings out Charmander who spits out a massive stream of fire to light the place up gets tired and stops and um, Missy then says they should come back tomorrow when it's brighter but Ashton reminds her that ghosts don't come out during the day so why did he want to wait until the morning egg fucking exactly um, gentlemen I found a plot hole let's all write to the writers right now to get this fixed <laughs> so Brock, Brock appears then with a candlestick and, te- and Ash tells Charmander to light the candle spout a fire lights the candle and Brock himself who scolds Charmander for it slapstick yep yeah. uh, Pikachu applauds finding it hilarious because Pikachu just loves pe- seeing people suffer yeah uh, Brock leads away as Misty sees the hole in the floor they stop walking when they uh, see people laughing around them uh, Missy wonders where they're coming from and uh, actually we do find out where they're coming from it's from a TV we see two people at a bus stop and it's kind of real kind of like um, itchy and scratchy stuff yeah. you know like real kind of like oh I found the wallet and the other person falls over and watching all this play out are Haunter and Gengar two other ghosts oh sorry the three only ghosts yeah. in the Pokemon at this point they've got snacks they've got drinks to go and they're having a great laugh at all this there's plenty of slapstick, slapstick on screen more laughter from the two Gassy appears through the wall and they all start laughing even more. Uh, the three end them kind of weird, like almost like like copying the Team Rocket slash protagonist pose. They have their own group photo, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Maybe they're watching like Dragon Ball Z and they're doing the fucking Genji uh, group or something. I don't know. Genji Force. Genji Force. That's the one. Yeah, just like everyone, Gengar Force. Gengar Force. There we go. Change of roots. <laughs> that's where the Genjis are all killed off and they become Pokemon. That's how it works. Or this was a. Predecessor team of Team Rocket. Yes, that's it. They're the they're the ancestors. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's why they, that's why he did the uh, motto in uh, in old EOV English. And <laughs> um, Ash and Co are walking down a corridor and see a door at the end. Missy really wants to get out now because she's now scared of doors for some reason. But Ash says they have to go in. This door is going to have a ghost. I I I can see it coming. Maybe. <laughs> Brock says the ghost Pokemon to come out as they only want to say hello. Ash says he wants to catch them. <laughs> so, okay, Missy going, you can't, like, don't say that or else they won't come out. Missy has clearly gone on, like, a paranormal, like, night yeah. out. Yeah. And she, like, she's done those, uh, 
Ghost like Hunts. Ghost Hunted. Yes. With David Akkara. Uh, Derek Akkara. Derek Akkara. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, she, she's been there going, oh no, don't do Have you ever watched that show? It's fucking hilarious. Oh, it's god awful. It's god awful, but it's brilliant. It's like one of the, it's like real fucking like trash TV, but at the same time, like when shit does kick off, obviously it's fake, but they, they, they do put some money into it. Like, yeah. you know, ham it up. Oh, they do. Like, I mean, like, um, there's a great example of it, like, and like this kind of exposed the show straight away, but it was very much suppressed. <laughs> yeah. But um, they did, like, when they do the kind of the live things, there was the, that medium there at the core. Fully was a footballer before it was a medium, yeah. would you believe? Yeah. Weird one. Um, and he's uh, obviously, in this, he has a kind of like really thick scouse accent, you know. Um, sounds like, you know it always to me sounds like a bit like Lee Savage, it always threw me off him in a sense. But he said, he just keeps saying the phrase, Mary loves dick, Mary loves dick. Because they're in a theatre, right? And they were talking about two girls, Mary loves dick, Mary loves dick. And obviously they cut off at that point, they have to relocate to the next part of the theatre, which is an opportunity for them to cut and laugh at the phrase, Mary loves dick. So somebody had got, like, uh, like had obtained the, the B-roll of them laughing, at like, oh, that was so funny, Mary loves dick, Mary loves dick. And like, and like yeah, so you're either fucking with the paranormal and ghosts, or this is just all a rip to you. And yeah, it's clear it's all a rib. <laughs> it's funny because funny enough, when they when they were getting ratings and they were getting like more viewers, mm. things were getting more spookier yeah. and more ghosts were appearing. It's funny how that works in TV, isn't it? Yeah, funny. But um, but yeah, but, like, like he would absolutely shit himself if he went into that ghost tower with Gengar and Hunter and Ghastly because they, you know, he'd get possessed by one of them and just he would just keep saying Gengar, and everyone's going like, "What the Gengar fuck?" Gengar dick. <laughs> 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 Good, yeah. Um, he's dead now, by the way, actually. Would you believe? Oh, he's a ghost himself. Yeah. Oh. He's a Gengar now. Gengar. I'm surprised he didn't warn anyone, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as I said, like they're, they're obviously in this kind of, they end up, end up in this kind of big dining room, basically. Um, and they, the lights go on as they're talking about it, and uh, Brock thinks it looks like a restaurant. But he thinks it's more like a reception, like a dinner reception, because the dinner, like the table's laid out. So, this is the second episode in a row where they're yeah. being served foods. Um, but it's a trap. Like it's suspicious. They're literally using people's their hunger against them here, which I think is a bit harsh. And um, they notice something's hanging from the ceiling. It's kind of like a kind of, like one of the kind of pinata type uh, things. Yeah. Uh, it has a cord and a note saying "pull this." So um, again, proof that the half these Pokemon were human beforehand because he they can no English. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, and um, Ash says, "Why not?" And when he does so, confetti and a banner saying "Welcome" pops out. Um, as they wonder who is welcoming them the cutlery on the table starts rattling and lifting into the air so we got some real shit poltergeist happening here lads and they start uh, screaming as objects are thrown at them Brock gets hit by a chair but Pikachu and Charmander are sliding on plates which is a great visual yeah. and maybe they were dinner I don't know <laughs> Misty and Ash run out and Brock and Charmander and Pikachu jump to safety and out of the room so when everything does settle down again everything's back the tables are, are like tied up and mm-hmm. like back to where it was and the ghosts find this hilarious as they appear outside the room, and uh, that's the uh, that's the first half of the show. So um, very funny so far. I have to say, it, 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 it's a tour de force. Oh, it, yeah. it really is a tour de force, lads. You can't say fairer than that. But um, but yeah, that is the first half. And uh, as we know, uh, when we go to an ad break on the show, we have. Who's that So. This is your turn, James. Is, and yeah. uh, and Burbot took the uh, points last round, although there weren't many to go around. Yep. It's so, something. It's, it's, it's something. something. <laughs> it's, it's not embarrassing. It's coming home. It's not coming home. We, so, we can prove now it's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> so, where we are at the minute, I'm on 31. Yes. Jonathan's on 29. Indeed. And Burkbot's on 22. Yep. Yes. So, you're, you're there. You're third place. All I need is five now. And... Maybe in three weeks' time. In a few weeks' time, I might get more. Yeah. (laughs) You're the one who's uh, giving the next round after this. I I love the level of confidence here in the room. It's great. But um, but James, this is your turn now. So it's up to us. So I'm going to give you a Pokedex entry. Yep. Okay. Um, So get ready for this. Mm -hmm. I should definitely have had this open already. That would have been nice. Yep. I know. Would you, like us, would you like us to play the Dead Air song while we're waiting? Or are you, are you, are you okay? Do we keep okay, it so this is from Fire Red. Ooh, okay. A bewitching aroma wafts from its flower. The fragrance calms all those engaged in battle. Okay. I'll go with Burkhoff first since she's the one points. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, 
feel like I'm double-guessing myself here, but my initial instinct is Violet Bloom, so I'm gonna go with that. Neither of those is correct. What?! Mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one is... It's... Known... Um... It's hidden ability. Mm-hmm. Is chlorophyll. Was you see, the reason I said Violet was I know his, his de- their dex entry was about the flower as well, it was more pungent, so that's what you me off. So, my second guess was gonna be Venusaur. It's Venusaur. You are so close with yeah. Ivysaur, but the reason was the reason it wasn't Ivysaur because the flower didn't bloom at that point, it was still the bulb, it was still kind of like spreading out. Do you know what? I was thinking Venusaur and said Ivysaur. Oh <laughs> dear. Oh no. I thought I had said be this or. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my life. Bum, bum, bum. Fuck's sake. Oh. So oh. obvious. So that is, that is like the who's that Pokemon equivalent of missing from three yards. You do get that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Open goal. Open goal. Yeah. You had it. You had it there. And do you know what? In off the post, Italy win. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go anyway um, so yeah that means I'm back in the lead by two which means that the next round is between me and you two of us yeah me guessing first yes ooh spicy spicy stuff <laughs> it. Make, it go- make it a good one right <laughs> that's all you have to do is make it good you can be good at this right yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay cool Got angry okay. now. Angry now. Good. <laughs> so okay. So we'll finish. This we'll finish the episode. Yeah. So everyone's gone outside to catch their breaths. Misty insists she's not going back inside, and neither will Brock. Ash uh, says he must catch a ghost Pokemon, and they yep. need to go inside to do that because clearly ghosts do not go outside. Mm-hmm. They're too scared of the wind themselves. Absolutely. Okay, that's clearly how it works. No, they're bound to. They're bound to the house. So they all. So, you're, so they all died in this building. Yeah. And they all have to stay here. Yeah. I fancied to see. Oh well, they surely fell out the, out the floor. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, now that, that checks out. Um, that's so, where the body is. That's where the body <laughs> That's it, yeah. They all died watching TV. They all, they all both got poisoned by their fucking like, snacks or something. They both, Hunter and Gengar both realised they had a nut allergy. And it just happened to have nuts. What a shame. Uh, anyway, so he looks at his Pokemon for approval, and, uh, but neither obliged. Charmander sits fire at uh, them. So everyone. So like, Charmander's just like. Sh- Charmander is so unlike him. Yeah, because he was like the, he was the helpful guy, and yeah. I was just like, no, I'm I'm kicking off now. I'm going through my rebellious phase. This, 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 no, this is where the slap like it's purely because they are having a slapstick episode. Yes, it's like okay, what's funniest? Do we want to shock? Do we want to drown them? Do we want to <laughs> slap by a vine? Slap with vines? <laughs> nah, let's burn him. Let's let's set him on fire. That's that, that's hilarious. And um, so Ash calls Ash calls his Pokemon cowards, telling him that how, how are you going to beat Sabrina if you don't go back in there? Um, and I just asked the question do you want to be losers again because if I'm not mistaken is this the first this is the second time that Ash has been actually defeated in the show because he did lose to Sandro initially if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken he lost to Brock in the first gym battle yes Brock was a one yeah so there were what three losses three uh, he actual lost, he lost Madpod the Madpod fight I, I think we can call that a draw James I think we, we, all, we lost <laughs> that was a draw we lost time yes that was that, that. was like watching the worst nil all fucking game <laughs> that went on for like three hours nil all. But yeah, and um, uh, yeah, so exactly. So they, they, so when he says that, then Pikachu gets kind of weird, like Nam flashback to the battle with Sabrina, um, and and uh, yeah, it, it doesn't go well for him. So both Pokemon are feeling sorry for themselves, and Ash says if they beat the psychic type, they need to overcome their fear. So that's again reoccurring the pep talk from earlier on. Uh, both Pokemon then actually that works on them, and they all start walking towards the tower. Uh, Ash clearly check, quickly checks if Missy and Brock are coming in so he's like on the side of the screen and they'll, uh, they'll wait for Ash's side and disappointed faces and move on to the next scene 
So, uh, kind of like what you were saying in the last episode, we do eventually, we are getting Ash like doing this on his own. Misty and Brock yeah. is going, yeah, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not bothering. This is what I'm saying. If it was a case that, you know, Brock is not a doll. Yes. Then there's a reason for them to have to get a ghost to come back. Precisely, yeah. There's no stake in Ash. He could have done this at any time. He could have yeah. back when he had actually evolved some of his Pokemon. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. When he came back when he was actually stronger. Yeah. Yes. Because but, he didn't. Uh, yeah, that's where if they were going to do... Like, if I was writing a show. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. So, we'll let you write the next episode, I think is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So, for some reason, everyone's a Republican. How does that work? It makes no sense. <laughs> what? There are no orange Pokemon left. <laughs> Oh, when he gets to the Orange they're, Islands, they're all, they're all ghost types. We're, we're going to replace him for when we get to the Orange Islands because just going to—he's not going to fucking stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to end well, isn't it? Um, so, uh, so he walks back in, says that they're back. He'd like to say hello, saying the ghosts should introduce themselves, and he thinks he's seen something. Gets the Pokedex out, uh, so that explains. So the Pokedex explains that all ghosts appear as gas, as a vapor, which would make sense because there's only three of them, and they're gas type uh, yeah. Pokemon in a sense. So the true natures are shrouded in mystery. So we don't know where they came from, but we just know that they, they exist. Uh, Ashton interprets this as solving the mystery. Uh, I'm not sure how he got that from there. But you see, you're, they're shrouded in mystery. Oh, there's a mystery. I know what mysteries. I can solve that with my brain. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. So there's voices then coming down from downstairs. They sound like Team Rocket arguing. Uh, but obviously Ash doesn't pick up on that. So they're, they, he goes, oh, the ghosts are down there. I'm going to get them. So Ash tells Pikachu to use an electric type attack. Pikachu zaps Team Rocket as a group. Then Charmander uses a fire-type attack um, and torches all of them as well. So Ash says it's working and then throws a Pokeball and all it does is just hit Jessie square in the face. Yeah. So her pretty, pretty face has now been smacked with a massive fucking ball. So that's going to go down well in the Jessie household. And Jessie's upset about her face again, looks up and sees Ash wondering if he's caught a Pokemon. So again, again with the weird kind of the, 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 the brightness here is the case. Like Ash can't see in the dark, but the dark can see in yeah. Ash. So yeah, it's weird. But um, Jesse then keeps getting annoyed, promises that Ash is going to pay for what he's done. So there's a bit of a visual gag here where um, there's a fire in Jesse's eyes, like she's actually a contemptuous rage. Yeah. And James notices this himself, but then the F goes, oh yeah, her hair's on fire as well. And so it is. She didn't put the, put the fucking fire out. So she runs around the place, and from Ash's point of view, it is like a, an ember going around. Yeah, yeah. running around the place. So he thinks that's the ghost then as well. Uh, and then Jesse's fire eventually goes out her hair is ruined she collapses and Ash goes oh it, it, the fire is gone I'll get the ghost next time so again just completely like not knowing like you, you've already oh, met he, the gas he's a dick here he's a dick but he also doesn't realise oh shit I've been told they look like a gas so therefore you know they look like a fire instead oh did I just meet a, a ghost like three weeks ago no can't remember never mind no, you know, no, doesn't didn't matter happen. yeah didn't happen so anyway um as he says that a haunter appears behind him and Pikachu is first to notice. Ash then turns around but the haunter is gone. Ash then thinks Pikachu is seeing things. He turns around and meets Haunter face to face. Yep. Haunter then pulls a scary face and Ash runs away to Haunter's amusement. Ash asks if this is a ghost Pokemon. Pokemon Pokedex says, no shit, it's a haunter. And, and says, no further information. So, I don't know if this is a, if you guys picked up on this or not, but like, the ghost in this poke in this, uh, in this uh, episode, are kind of treated like the three separate ghosts. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. As opposed to be, them being evolved forms. And I kind of know that even from the design. Like, there's not a natural progression. Yeah. From, like, gas ball to, like, ghost with hands and then a figure of... A, a shadow, essentially. I... It loses its gaseous, disagree, like, yeah. I'd say, like, it's coming from uh, other world and, like, you're getting it coming through that void. It's more visible. Bit. So it's the start of the face coming through, then the body starts to crawl yeah. through, then it is fully true, and then the mega form is, hey, I'm actually fully here now. Yeah, okay. do you know what? I can, I can, I can I see can, your, your do, side do of the argument. Do you know like the, the, the old photographs where ghosts are meant to be in, and you have the kind of different stages of the ghost photograph, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have the, the... The weird face in the drawer, the a hand, a creepy hand. Yeah, so I actually, I like James's idea there. Mm. Hadn't thought of it myself, really. Like yeah. If you take a look at the the first the first games pictures, sprites. Of yes. Like you could say that Ghastly is just it's starting to come through the void. Nearly. Mm. In, in, according to that, photo. they keep the, they certainly keep the same face. 
is the thing and then yeah. as you said the body becomes more apparent and when it's the Gengar then it's like the actual shadow is arrived in a sense yeah, yeah I, can see, I can see your point yeah but I think at least from the purpose of writing it of writing this episode they kind of treat it as if they're three separate ghosts yeah like Gassy forms. is a ghost is of something Hunter is a ghost of another of person something else yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's what I'm thinking as opposed to it being an actual family of ghosts if you like yeah. or maybe they were a family and this is all just being more fucked up than I just thought it was or maybe Gengar is just Confable's shadow well, we will get to that in the Pokedex next year, won't we? We will get to that. So, um, again, so the, the um, uh, Ash tells Charmander to attack it, but it's disappeared again. Hondo reappears over Ash's shoulder. There's a lot of like kind of chick, uh, cat and mouse stuff here. Yeah. Taps him on the shoulder. Ash thinks that Pikachu tells him to stop bothering him. Uh, Ash, uh, Ash happens to him again, basically. Hondo keeps doing it until Ash grabs his hand, realizes it's Hondo, and runs away. Uh, I'm not sure how you would have felt it was a haunter, just like a kind of a ghost hand, but yeah. maybe that's maybe that's a lavender term reference there. Like yeah. it's actually haunter's hand on your shoulder. Uh, Ash says he's not scared; he's just a bit surprised. Yeah, which is like very ten-year-old yeah. like boy talk. I'm not scared. I'm just I'm just yeah. piss myself. It's okay. Shut up. Um, tells Charmander that he's uh, he's up next. Ash then tells Charmander to use its leer attack. Um, not sure how that's going to help matters, but here we go. Uh, then Haunter actually does the same thing. So after a while, then Charmander pulls a funny face himself. Again, this actually doesn't make sense for Charmander, in a sense. It just is a means of saying, of showing, oh, the the Haunter likes like jokes. It's yeah. fun. It likes to be funny. And that's literally the, the, the reason that it does this. So it makes Haunter laugh. Charmander turns around, which distracts him into getting linked by Haunter. Which is a very... It's one of those... Uh, we get a few of these scenes. This is a scene from the opening... Uh, Titles of Pokemon, yep. so knit that in your card, folks. You take that one off, um, and this obviously paralyzes Charmander, and Ash returns to him. So uh, Hunter mocks him with another goofy face. Ash maintains he's not scared of him. No, definitely not. I'm a brave boy. As he says that, Gengar raise, raises through the floorboards in like a proper "Here's a ghost" surprise, mm-hmm. um, and then Ash can't believe there's more of them as Gengar swats him with a paper fan, which, um, in fairness, is probably more of a ghost-like move than he gets in the game. So yeah. Like, on the game, he has nightshade. Yeah, nightshade yeah. and lick. Is that meant to be a shade? A lampshade? And they've just misdrawn it <laughs> as a fan. Yeah, that could be it. Like, it's like, is it, he used the, he used the attack nightshade. What the fuck is that? Just, just use a paper fan. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. People will get a humour. Yeah, you can create shade with that. Like, make it look like nighttime and the moon. Sure, why not? I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything. Um, so haunted and applause as, applauds as the two laugh uh, Ash uses his Pokedex and says it's Gengar I don't know stop asking me <laughs> now here's the thing Gengar is known because in the very first scene mm. it's Nidorino against, against Gengar Gengar yeah so, so it's known we there, know there's a ghost type trainer in the Elite Four and yeah. you don't know what ghosts are there's yeah. three of them it's not okay, that hard okay, hold on hold on hold on but Professor Oak wants Ash to fill the Pokedex. So yeah. it's going to be incomplete anyway. Mm. So but it tells him, like, hey, dumb shit. You know, Pidgeys are ran for first-time trainers. It's telling Ash things he doesn't know. So it's not like the Dex but, is only telling things Ash, uh, like explaining things on Ash's level. But that would have been stuff that, like, Oak would have already pre-programmed into the Pokedex. Yeah. He, Professor Oak mightn't have gotten to meet a Gengar before, like, oh, well, Ash is never going to make it to Lavender Town. Like, sure, he's going to, you know... He's going to die in a ravine somewhere, yeah. yeah. You know, he'll become a ghost himself before he meets a ghost Pokemon. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No. By the way, good morning. <laughs> also, hello, psyche type. When did you <laughs> jump in? Um, as a picture, do look on as, and sees Gengar bonk Hunter in the head and both are laughing at it. So again, slapstick has been the theme of the episode. Mm-hmm. Ash doesn't get it. Calls them both weird. And then both of them just go, <gasps> mild shock. <laughs> Gengar throws the fan away and, start, and both start doing kind of like, like stretching. Yeah. Like they stretch themselves up and down. It's a funny visual in fairness. Uh, Ash, Ash uh, asks if they're trying to be funny because the routine doesn't work on them and like Pikachu's got the arms swelling and going nope not funny <laughs> clearly Ash and Pikachu are more of a yes minister kind yeah. of like cerebral political humour types you <laughs> no know? they're fans of like uh, satire like. yeah they're, uh, they, they, they love have I got news for you yeah yeah, yeah they're straight up they're all over it yeah <laughs> in the news this week Sabrina finds three more people in the dollhouse cuts the dollhouse <laughs> laugh, 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 laugh love it 
Um, so uh, Bulk uh, goes for Colin Shock and flop to the ground, <laughs> and then like they, they, it's a, it's a, they do a shining scene where they both die and the snow yeah. starts like building over them. It's like oh, that's an odd reference to throw in here, but fuck it. It's just as a children's show. Children need to learn about Jack Nicholson as quick as they can, James. It's it's just the way it works. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch movies, you have to get there straight away. That's just how it works. And yeah. um, he says that not knowing that he watched The Shining when he was ten. And um, Ash quips that their comedy leaves him cold and uh, calls him pretty sad. It's like, hang on, you were like literally the one eighty here was like you were terrified of everything. You didn't want to go into the house, and then you realize that the ghosts were just fucking idiots. Yeah, and went like, oh, you're oh, guys, you Peter, guys are pretty sad. It's like. Dude, like Ash is trying to neg them into joining his team. Well, he's doing a smashing fucking job of it by criticizing their art. That's the plan. Ridiculous. Like these ghosts could have been the greatest improv comedians of our time, <laughs> and he wouldn't have known because now they're ghosts. It's sad, really. And um, but anyway, both of them start sinking through the floorboards. Ash tries to grab them, um, but smashes into the floor before he could. And as he does this, a chandelier overhead starts rattling. Falls to the ground and crushes both Ash and Pikachu. And That's serious, folks. And finally, after all this, after being swept in a tsunami, after being hit by several different types of Pokemon, after being crushed, after being caught in a shipwreck, finally, Ash and Pikachu actually die. Because Pikachu tries to zap to try and get it off. It doesn't happen. It just switches the light back on. That's on. <laughs> which obviously makes the three uh, ghosts chuckle. And they start applauding how funny it is. And then they realise, oh shit, they're not moving. And Gengar goes, oh, is that, is that bad? Did we, did we kill them? That's great. And Hunter goes, oh, we did kill them, but wait, check this shit out. So <laughs> he grabs both Ash, uh, Ash and Pikachu, grabs their souls. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're transl- translucent versions of, the, of Ash and So they haven't changed shape into a Ghastly or a Hunter or a Gengar. They're just shaded so out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a, it's kind of a pity, because it would have been funny to just like see their kind of top half and the kind of Casper-like fucking Esper at the bottom. But yeah, just waste the opportunity, didn't they? Um, so the line, so Hunter and the lines stack them up in midair, and they both wake up to see that they're floating above their corpses. And Ash goes, um, "What? What's happened here?" And Hunter then obviously starts explaining with his hands that they're all ghosts. And Ash says he doesn't want to be a ghost yet. And Hunter goes, "Yeah, are you sure? Watch this." Oh well. <laughs> oh well, that's nice. That's cute. No one really wants to be a ghost yet. Um, they float higher up the tower. Ash insists that he doesn't want to go. So. What happens then, all five of them appear in the night sky above uh, above the tower, and indeed in Lavender Town, and uh, they float over what... I, actually, this is weird. They float over and they look at the city, and I think this is a fuck-up, because they show Saffron City. That's what I was thinking. Not Lavender Town. Yeah. Lavender Town does not have city skylights and like light pollution. It's Saffron City they're showing. Yeah. So they've got the wrong vista for this episode. I mean, Lavender Town could just be a suburb off of it's a very dead suburb, though. In fairness, like it's it's not like uh, it's not somewhere you go to for your fucking to live, like unless you are just weird, like you know. But um, yeah, it's a weird one. So he's quite impressed at the view, and uh, I, I mean, it, did, it took Ash like from end of an episode to start with the next episode to get there. Yeah. So I do think Lavender Town is supposed to be right next to like an actual satellite of yeah. yeah. You could be right there. You could be right, but yeah, uh, I suppose on the map as well, it does kind of make sense. It's a bit of distance, but not much. Uh, but it, no it's definitely meant to be Lavender Town because he sees like Misty and Brock down at the tower and so yeah uh, Ash then thinks he can have some fun now now that he's dead uh, Misty speculates that Ash has been there too long and maybe they should go in to see if he's okay as Brock agrees to that suggestion Ash appears kind of upside down yeah uh, and like just kind of looking at her Ash then says in a ghostly voice that Misty's really worried about him uh, Misty turns around sees nothing but was fairly sure she heard a voice so mm-hmm. Like the ghost, ghostiness isn't like uh, very uh, close to the bone. Is it? Yeah. So he's he's kind of distant. He's far away. He's distant. Yeah, like he, that kind of thing of like um, that the site or what are they called? Like de- Derek apparitions. Yeah, 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 the yeah, medium yeah. Ship, mediumship. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get what you mean. Um, so Misty turned. Uh, Ash then says it's time to come for a ride. So she gra- he gra- he grabs Misty and lifts her into the air. So again, she can barely hear her, barely can't see anything, but can get grabbed. So yeah, yeah very internal um, rules here for this. So she um, gets lifted into the air. She's flailing, and Ash starts laughing it off. Screams that the ghost has got her. And Ash says that the ride's over and tells Brock to catch her, which he does just about. <laughs> He's like, "Well, thanks for you, Ash, for Jesus. making that happen." And um, yeah, really, if you turn to a ghost, you're just an asshole, apparently. Um, Misty then recognises the voice and, rec- and uh, reckons something terrible has happened to Ash 
Both of them run into the tower as both Ash and Pikachu start soaring through the air with the three ghosts in tow watching along. Again, another uh, shot from the uh, from the opening cut. But if I'm not mistaken, they didn't have they haven't kind of coloured in in the opening titles rather than greyed out. Yeah. So it was a bit of a bit of a trick there to pull pull on us. And but he hasn't learned to fly. He's just dead. He's just an idiot. Yeah, he's dreaming all this. <laughs> this is part of the it didn't happen in the war. It, it never happened awards. And. Mm. Um, so then they fly through city, forest, all sort of stuff. Hunter then overtakes them and uh, cuts across them. Hunter looks like he's about to eat them, but Ash and Pikachu pass through. And uh, Ash knows, oh, you fooled me. And they all have a big laugh about it. So uh, afterwards then they go back into the tower and uh, Ash is brought into this kind of playroom. This kind of giant playroom that's just here for some reason. I'm not sure why it's here to begin with, but that adds a, probably adds a lot to their potential backstory. Yeah, like why are they so goofy and clownish? Like, are they mm. actually kids? Could be. Could yeah. well be. Could very well be, yeah. They died in a room that happened to have, like, Laurel and Hardy playing on the TV and they didn't have the power to change the channel. And then, <laughs> therefore, just like... They, they think, they don't know they're being funny. They just think they're not communicating. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all they know, like. In fairness, yeah. That, like, that, like, that's not outside the realms of possibility. You know, like, they had, they had to be alive before they were ghosts. So it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, and as we kind of established from other Dex entries, humans like dead humans could be Pokemon because there's a few others are like, like mischievous yeah. and uh, a few others are like that in a sense where it could be like a humanoid that is now a ghost. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, obviously they, she's, he's brought into the uh, playroom. There's a carousel slide, a little kind of like ducky, like a little paddling pool, all this sort of stuff. Hunter uh, points at the carousel. Gengar's balancing on the ball. Gassy swinging. So they're all obviously they're, they're playful little spirits essentially. The real kind of they've kind of gone from the, the Casper friendly ghost like gimmick here. Yeah. And um, Ash then speculates obviously they just wanted someone to play with. And they all know an agreement. Ash realised this is that's what it was all about rather than actually scaring people because I mean why would you be scared of ghosts, people? Come on. Perfect. They're just funny goofy kids. They're just gimmick, they're just wacky people. Um Pikachu's now on the swing, Gasly is having a lovely time doing it, and uh, Ash then understands why. They have been lonely for such a long time. But Middley says he can't stay and play. He's got plenty of adventures still to do and opponents to <laughs> compete go against. Go a dollhouse, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a girl. I can't do that. It's rules against it. <laughs> uh, and of course, fulfill his dream of being a Pokemon master. He says he has to go. Um, he has to go. Much to the disappointment of the three ghosts. He says he'll miss them all as all of them really dramatically weep. So it's like, yeah. oh, the real cartoonish cry. I mean, they could just turn around and be like, yeah. You- no. You're, you're dead. <laughs> it could have just gone. You don't get a choice in yeah. this. A chandelier <laughs> fell on your head, you numbskull. <laughs> they could just go, ha, 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 no. <laughs> they, like, they could have that power. Like, ha, no, no. Like, what if they, if they had thought of the move being luck, Ash was fucked. He couldn't escape. Um, so back at the chandelier, Misty and Brock have dragged Ash and Pikachu's corpses away from the crime scene and are now trying to wake him up. Um, again, perhaps the wounds of being crushed might have given the game away, but they look fair. They look fine. Perhaps they were just knocked out. Uh, and somehow their souls were ripped from their bodies. Because, again, that can happen. The five ghosts arrive at the scene. Ash, and Missy, Ash sees Missy pleading for him to wake up. And Ash says it's time to go back. He lands back in the bodies and wake up. Uh, Ash says sorry, says, sorry for the worry. It's glad to be back. And Missy uh, is trying... Sorry for dropping you from a height. Oh, you, you have to be there. It was uh, so funny. You have to be there. Yeah. It was so funny. I'll explain later. It's, it's grand. Uh, Miss, I love as well that Missy is trying to show she didn't care. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Definitely not Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, Ashton. <laughs> that's all, like, that's it. Um, Ashton looks up to the roof where the three ghosts are laughing away. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're all having a great time. Dawn breaks then as everyone walks away from the tower. Missy's reminding Ash about catching a ghost Pokemon. Ash says, nah, it's impossible to catch them because obviously they're ghosts. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Um, Maybe well, when he tried, he died. Yeah, so, that's true. He doesn't want to die again. Yeah. Because then he could actually be stuck in the playroom. And Brock then asks how he'll beat a psychic Pokemon, to which Ash says he may have to use his sense of humour. A bit of a warning for next episode, yeah, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. Emphasis on the shadow. And Pikachu then tells Misty and Brock to look behind him, which they do. Haunter's appeared and pulls a face that makes him run away. Ash and Hunter laughs and starts pulling more faces as the narrator suggests that Hunter had so much fun he decided to join Ash on his adventure and suggests that Ash may now stand a chance against Sabrina. But, of course, I hear you asking from beyond what's happened to Team Rockets during all this? Well, back in the playroom we see Ghastly and Gengar watching as Team Rocket are spun in the carousel tied to the horses. So, 
they were they weren't allowed to leave. Uh, like Ash and Peach were allowed to leave. Team Rockets still alive, by the way, are now tormented by three very tricky tricky ghosts. And we never find out how they escaped this, so they're just we're just going to assume they're there forever now as ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. I'd say the ghost got bored of them and shoot them out. Yeah. I get the feeling that was it. It's just like, oh, these guys are no fun. Turn them out. Uh, and they're all trying to plead to get off, but the ghosts are having too much fun. And uh, that's the end of the episode, would you believe? So <laughs> so now we're, we are primed to go back to Sabrina now with our new haunted friend, who is absolutely going to win the battle for us and take us on our, on our word for that. Hey, like... Do, does he count as a caught Pokemon though? He does count. He does count. Like, yeah, I there's no Pokeball. I, but right, okay. But he got rid of Butterfree, so he only has the five Pokemon yeah. with him at the time. So mm-hmm. there is room for him, but we never see him in the Pokeball. I think the internal logic was that you can't physically put a, a ghost in the Pokeball. It just goes comes goes with you. It's it's there. It'll disappear. It'll reappear, and so forth. That's the I think the internal logic of this episode. Whereas, like, I'm sure, like, later on, the Gengar will just appear in a Pokeball, you know, kind of way. Yeah. But for the, the purpose of this episode, Haunter is part of Ash's team. So, I, I, I would count it as a captured one, but obviously with, with Butterfree, it's gone quickly thereafter, so. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, anyway, speaking of, let's jump into the Pokedex. So, obviously, we have two new entries uh, this uh, week, and we will jump straight in with Haunter. So... Uh, again, a fun fact for you is all. Um, the in the beta, Haunter's name was Spectre. Okay, yeah, which I makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah. So, um, so obviously, uh, it's uh, in fact, if you remember the, did you get the uh, trainer survival guides? Um, in the, it was like a, it was like a book basically to show you how to play Pokemon Red and Blue. No, oh, I didn't think that. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So, funny enough, um, they didn't change the book. At, at certain points, um, it's a very it's a very uh, old book because he did. Um, they had the tra- the train survival guy was out first for pocket monsters. If you know what I mean for red and blue, for red and green, I should say. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they replaced it with the actual like American Western version of it, which was had red and blue instead. Right. But it's in still the called Spectre. In, in, in the translated version, it's still called Spectre. Yeah. Huh. So they forgot to change it. I think that happens for a few of the Pokemon as well. But yeah, in that one it was it was they forgot to do it. Um. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's basically um, it goes without saying. It's obviously meant to be kind of a ghost of some kind. They uh, they reckon some in some part that Gengar and Haunter have a bit of inspiration from the Cheshire Cat because of the smile. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so, they, yeah, they could appear smile first if they had animated that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, exactly. And they have the long tongues and so forth. So they obviously are based off Japanese like yokai and so forth. But here's here's a fun fact, right? Have you wondered why Lick is a ghost type move in Pokemon? Um, no, explain it to me. Okay, so, they think the, the obviously the vamp, the, it's supposed to be a vampiric licking, right? Okay. Okay. So, the reason that is... Yeah, that makes no sense. It, it does if you know about the Dila. A Dila is a Philippine spirit that supposedly licked the life energy of sick people until they died. Okay. So, supposedly, what they, what they reckon is, since they are a ghost-type Pokemon, they used gave them the move Lick as a ghost-type move. Mm-hmm. Because they're all meant to be Japanese yokai and ghosts and ghouls and stealing souls of the dead and from the sick and so forth. And they use the inspiration, supposedly, from the dealer, which is a Philippine spirit. And the backstory of them is that they licked people until they died, essentially. Fair they licked enough. the life force out of them, essentially. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's just essentially that, like... Um, Again, it's it's supposedly it's a bit of I I think it's a bit of a stretch myself, but it would make sense why lick in particular is a ghost type move when it doesn't need to be you know could yeah. you like anyone can lick, but for some reason it's a ghost type move. Not lick tongue. Not lick tongue. Yeah. 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 They didn't learn lick in Gen One because it's a ghost type move and ghosts and normal don't meet. Yeah. Which is so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's supposedly the reason. Whether it's true or not, I think is is down to interpretation. But uh, but there you go. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's as simple as that. Um, Gengar, on the other hand, now so um, Gengar is perhaps one of the more um, is one of the funner uh, Pokemon, it has to be said, mm-hmm. competitively. And um, in terms of trivia, fun fact: Ken Sugimori, this is his favorite Pokemon. Uh, he's the one of the lead designers of Pokemon. Yeah, so thank he, you for explaining that. Yes, <laughs> so this is his favorite out of all the one thousand Pokemon that are there now. Gengar is his best boy. He loves them the most. Uh, and as you kind of gave away um, earlier on, James, a little bit of a potential, um, I suppose you can call it a, a Pokemon Urban Legend about Gengar. Yeah, so it's called the Shadow Pokemon. Yes. 
and its body, if you were to match it up against a Clefable, mm. they do match. They so do the match, spikes yeah. on Gengar would match like the horns and wings on Clefable, on on yes. I think as well from right there, same height as well? Same height. Or similar height. Similar height, and obviously the weight is different because Gengar is going to be lighter. Yeah. But the height is, is similar, if not uh, the same. But um, yeah, and it's it, it's it's kind of the um, obviously it's it's meant to be from the uh, the the uh, the the fact that it's a the it's from the it's it's one of the original monsters, yeah, the capsule monsters. So uh, that's why there's like there's a lot of like horned Pokemon because you had like the Rhyhorn Rhydon, the Nidorinos were all based off the they're all taken straight from that, and hence why Gengar and the Fable are, look exactly like each other mm-hmm. because the idea was that. Clefable is a Pokemon in its own right, but then Gengar is its shadow. It's supposed to the kind of logic, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But that also means we can reinterpret it as if, oh, uh, Gengar is a dead fucking Ch- Ch- Clefable. Yep. You know, which is, which is possible. We don't know. Um, so uh, in terms of its origin, obviously, I think a lot of inspiration comes from the uh, Cheshire Cat um, from uh, Alice in Wonderland. You can, kind of, you can definitely see it more in Gengar, I think, the Cheshire yeah. Cat. Oh, um, yeah. That kind of cheekiness to it. Um, and ghastly as well. Most of that line, in fairness, have the the smile, the grin, yeah. the, the the very kind of cheesy grin. So yeah, I, I think it works that way. Uh, and obviously, we have the kind of the backstory about potentially it being a dead fable. Yeah. Now you probably wonder where the name comes from, Gengar, because obviously you've had Ghastly and Haunter. They're all like very close to the name. But Gengar is supposedly, at least going by the Japanese name, uh, short for doppelganger. Which was then doppelganger of the fable. Yes. Exactly, because okay. like it's a double of a person. So it's uh, again for someone who's pretend. The actual backstory of, of Gengar it, it pretends to be people's shadows. Yeah, that's the whole idea. So hence why, if it's meant to be like an, uh, a, a phantom of that type, hence why it was called Doppelganger, Doppelganger. Yeah. So that's how it goes there. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, funny enough, then it's also a is a similarity to uh, the Danish word Genganger, which is a type of ghosts in Scandinavian folklore. Okay. So yeah, that, I think that, that is coincidence now in fairness, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's funny how it works. And obviously in Jap- Japanese, the actual name is just called Gangar, so it's taken literally from the word itself. Yeah. Um, whereas in French it's called Ectoplasma for some reason, because the French obviously have, to have, have their own special words for some reason. But um, yeah, Gengar also gets a lot of love in, in later generations. Um, it gets a, a mega form, which uh, was, uh, if you're into your competitive play, is very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you see it a lot. Sense. Its ability in the the mag forms ability means that you can't swap out. Okay. So. Oh uh, yes. So you can't change. You can't yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. You're locked in. So you can put like uh, the move curse inflicts like one eighth damage or a quarter damage every turn. Uh yes. One, yes. One or the other. I think, I think it's it could be it could be that yeah. So you can trap <clears throat> something in. You can perish on, which means everything will die in three turns. They can't escape, but you but get your can. Van. There's plenty of ways of being a deck. Yes, right? you okay. have the Gengar. It's a very cruel mistress, it has to be said. Yeah, and then in uh, obviously with the Mega Forms then was uh, very powerful in its own right, and then in the most recent game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, where they got rid of Mega Evolutions and kind of replaced the mechanic with the Gigantamax yeah. and, and Dynamax gimmick. Gengar gets a unique Gigantamax form, yeah. which is this kind of like as you can, it kind of looks like more like a, a ghost tent is the way I kind of described it. It looks yeah. like a massive tent, like a, like a circus tent. Um, but in actuality, as we were kind of mentioning earlier on, it kind of looked more like a doorway to the tower that we had in this in this episode. Now, again, I have no idea if they did base that off the fact that it, it looks like a door, yeah. or they went with this kind of the, the ghost kind of carnival and it's a happy aspect instead. I, I think it's a coincidence myself from just even kind of looking at where they would have based it from, but. Uh, it's up to your interpretation whichever you, you I feel I mean in either case like uh, the Mega Form and the Gigantamax Form yes. they're not entirely dissimilar no and that's it and obviously uh, I suppose it's painful to say then in terms of the typing like Contour and, and Gengar follow Ghastly being a ghost poison Yeah. so when we were talking earlier on about the, get, the ghost types are not going to be that good against Sabrina because it's still a poison type yeah. it's not going to be it's still going to be weak to, weak to psychics yeah. so um, yeah, that's just 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 should have kept your bow. You would have had a better shout. But uh, who are we to argue with uh, the writers of a of a nineties TV show, eh? Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. ones that don't quite pay attention to the source material. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they really don't. In fairness, 
But um, but yeah, that's us lads. So that's the episode done. And uh, when we come back to the show, it's time to take on Sabrina again. Dun dun dun. With, uh, this is gonna go badly. With our no- new ghost friend. So and her Molly dolly. You we. Um, I wonder if we get that weird backstory we were promised with the framed picture and the man who could teleport and all this sort of gimmick. We'll only have to tune in to find out. Woo! So wait. Yeah, yes, it's gonna be exciting. So that'll be next week, lads. But for now, thank you very much for listening as always. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've been listening to this on the Low Blows Network. If you have, please give them a follow. They do their weekly uh, wrestling recap. That is uh, top banter, as we can say, because I'm the only one to listen to it. These two aren't wrestling fans. Take my word for it. Um, and uh, they also have Ask Low Blows, which is even more banter because they have, literally have no rules. It's up to what, up to you what they have to talk about. So you can literally ask them anything and they're obliged to answer. And it's a contract they have to sign. It's, it's oh. very complicated. Uh, and if you're watching this on the Nerdsverse channel in video form, thank you very much for supporting the channel. And uh, by all means, tune in for more of the same. But uh, until then, guys, uh, we'll see you for next time when the Psychic Showdown continues. Woo! Bye! Woo! Woo!